Welcome to the No Pressure, No Diamonds podcast, where entrepreneurs come to harness their struggles, doubt, fear, negativity, and setbacks. They place pressure on the blessing of adversity to become the strong, fearless, excited, passionate winner they were destined to be. A diamond. Thomas, bro, we back, we back. That was good, fam. You know, life. Blessed. <laughs> Living the dream, dog. I'm excited. I'm excited for today's uh, episode, my guy. Tapped in, man. Well, I'm, I'm definitely excited uh, to have a great uh, group of gentlemen here um, that, are on, that are on an amazing track uh, to making, you know, their lives, their, their goals, their missions uh, come true. Not just affecting themselves, but affecting the, the people around them and just making the world a, a better place and carving out, you know, carve, carving, that, carving out their peace. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Which, is, which is going to be exciting that we're going to get into today. Um, but yes, before we dive into it, welcome back to the No Pressure, No Diamonds podcast. My name is Alex and I got my boy. Tommy Solano. Yeah, we back in, we back in. So we got a special one in here for y'all today. But before we continue, just make sure you like, comment, subscribe, get to it. Make sure you do it. Go back to the last episode. So before we continue this one, go back to the last one. <laughs> Listen up. Uh, but today's going to be amazing, and I'm excited to have an amazing group of gentlemen today. But first, I'm going to introduce my one of my a good a good new friend that I've built a relationship with. Uh, you know, me and my Thomas have built a relationship with even him and his family as well. I got my man Adam Perry here, Thank brother. Good to see you, dog. Good to see you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah repeat, us, man. Repeat. Hey, not, not everybody gets a repeat. Adam Perry. Not Perry everybody do. gets repeats. <laughs> hey, Thank you, guys. Seriously, yeah. I appreciate you know it. Said, and we have we have some so we have some extra gentlemen here. Not extra. Their own men. Uh, <laughs> you know, excited excited to have them on, have them on the show. We have Isaiah. How you doing? Appreciate it. Yeah, yes, sir. We got Blaze as well. Pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, man, how y'all doing? Great, man. Amazing. Best day of my life. You guys good? First of all, dude, that's a solid perspective and uh, and statement. Best day of your life, right? Because we don't know if we're getting another one tomorrow. Yeah, so, 100%. Bro, that was, that was fire right there. That's energy you got to live off. You know yes, what I mean? Yeah, that went, that was Right off the bat. <laughs> right off the <laughs> bat. <laughs> you got sound you right know. off top? Bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I like it. The <laughs> best day of my best life. Best day of man. my life. Well, I'm gonna start using that, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna start using it. How long have you held that perspective? How long has that I, yeah, been? Yeah, I can't take full credit from it because it comes from AP over here. He says it almost daily. You know, he really does. Uh, and it's something I've adopted as well, just because you know when you change that perspective and look at it that way, you're like, you're right. It is. You know, you don't know if you're gonna wake up tomorrow. What you know, the days go on. So, best day of your life is the day to day. That's awesome. You know? I and it change it. your perspective too. You know, it's like you just oh. hold it together and you know get through what you need to get through. Yeah. And yeah. just it's a perception change once your mind shifts and you're just like, you know, we're what? doing it. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think it's amazing. Go ahead, Adam. Sorry, I believe it's like a high level of gratitude towards you know both negative as well as positive outcomes in every experience. And uh, you know, living that way really allows you to be, uh, you know energized for everything and positive about everything and so you're really just constantly progressing through that awesome how many times a day do you tell do you tell yourself that <laughs> honestly probably like a hundred I, I i'm a very you know outgoing guy i'm a very loud guy i'm a very talkative man and so due to that i feel like that those traits make me very expressive and and due to that uh you know it's well over a hundred times a day but it's not even for a I love it I'm trying to convince myself of it. It's truly what I believe. So that's really where my head's at when I'm saying it. Are there times where you say it to convince yourself of it? 
absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like we all come through hardships. We all, you know, whether it's a breakup, whether it's, you know, a business ending, whether it's a lot of other factors that can play into it. Uh, you know, you guys constantly got to keep repeating it. Constantly, you know, tell yourself you, you're going to get through this. And that's what ultimately leads to the end goal is just to keep striving, keep going. Yeah. Best day of my life. Mm -hmm. You know, everything's on energy, too, when you think about it. You know, it's table, this mic, everything has energy. So when you're putting out good energy, it's like, you know, it's only going to come back. You know, it's like you say negative things. Yeah, it's just a downfall of negative, 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 you know. Or if you put out positive energy, it just attracts to you, you know. So it's like another way to look at it as well. Yeah. Where did that start from? Now, that's interesting. So where did that mindset start from? Because not everybody, like, innately just thinks no. that. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't just innately mm -hmm. think like that. So where did that mindset come from? And I'll go to kind of down the line. I believe influence goes a long way. And, you know, having my father, who is, you know, widely respected as well as a talkative man like myself, very expressive. So having that elite. Yeah. Yeah, probably even more so. Even more so than yeah. OP. So, yeah, OP yeah. is the man. So Shout out, shout out. Lewis Perry, Doug. Shout mm -hmm. out, man. Having that anchor beside me, having that, you know, factor of influence throughout my life, I feel like I've adapted to that and, you know, implemented that in my daily life. So that's really where it got started for me. I don't know. Um, for me, probably stemmed from just like being around the right group of guys. Um, it was always, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was always internal for sure. Just like having a, a clear direction I wanted to go in with my life for a long time. It was always internal, but it was hard to surround yourself with people who were willing to externalize it. Um, so being around it just makes you embrace it more. And also what you read. Mm -hmm. books you pick up carrying like blaze said massive energy so if you're reading positivity your outlook's gonna change as well so sure mm -hmm. was, you know it's like you said it's the book you just said it yeah. associations yeah. Yeah. associations of people you keep yourself it's everything around. you digest mm -hmm. you know it's like a diet in itself <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. yeah, this Yo. guy, it's funny. Bars! Yeah. No, seriously, bars. So this guy would be like, you know, talking about other like media stuff. And he's like, dude, I don't even go on. It's just a junk food for your brain. And like sometimes I'll catch myself. So I'm like, dude, yeah, what? it's total junk food for your brain. You know what I mean? Just mm -hmm. like you got to really, especially nowadays, the media's at your fingertips. It's like you really got to be conscious of what you're digesting, mm. you know? Oh, man. Why we gotta start off so much? Well, it depends yeah. on how you use it. Yeah, right. Man, totally agree. No, I said what I had to say, bro. Okay. <laughs> it depends on how you digest it, right? Like, yeah. Or what yeah. you're using it for? Because I, I agree, man. We don't watch the news in my house. We, mm -hmm. we don't. There, there's a lot that we try to avoid for that exact reason right. to kind of guard our minds and shelter our thoughts and things like that. But there are also some perspectives and stuff that you can gain from mm -hmm. there. But I think most people are just scrolling and it naturally they're attracted yeah. to the negative, right? Mm -hmm. Like I remember being in school, dude, and somebody like yells fight and everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best example. Somebody like get a bloody nose. And, and yeah. so I don't know what it is about human nature. Um, but if once you're aware of it, like you mentioned, you can definitely use it as a tool right? sure. to, to to gather perspectives sure. and things like that. Man, Keeping I love the... it. Bro, I wanted to challenge what you said. I think we are innately born with that feeling of, wow. man, today's the best day. Mm, wow. I'd like to say I'm one of those people. I think our yeah. environment starts to shift that. I totally. think the fact that on average, most children here know, like, 500 times a day from the time they're uh, like young 
toddler age to the to the age of like seven or eight, they've heard no approximately like ten thousand times plus in their mm-hmm. life, right? Mm-hmm. And that starts to kind of reshape your reality and what you think is possible it kind of squashes your dreams and things like that but i think most people are born that way bro you watch a kid like wake up mm-hmm. with a smile and they're just like For i'm sure. ready to go right mm-hmm. put a boob in my face yeah. put a plate of food in front of me yeah. something you know, yeah, I'm bro, that way. yeah bro they're happy <laughs> for life right well, one thing uh one thing i i saw read whatever um was that parents you know you teach your kids how to speak for the first years of their life only to tell them to shut up the rest of the years you know so you teach them to speak only to tell them to quiet down and you know yeah so like that plays off what you're saying with you're innately born with that perspective yeah i think the first seven years like of a child's life is the most influential to them because it teaches them how you know the family operates everything you know what they can really can't do it's like they sometimes the parents think oh like you know the kid doesn't understand can't listen that's when they're you know forming all their habits yeah Check check this out, man. I'm going to be completely transparent right now and a little vulnerable. My (laughs) wife told me uh, the day before yesterday that um, I have two boys, an 11-year-old and a 7-year-old. And uh, they were having a conversation, and my wife overheard. Like, my older son asked my younger son, like, what makes you scared? I don't know if it was for homework or something or it was Mm -hmm. just a casual conversation. But my younger son said, uh, when daddy yells. Wow. Mm. And I try not to yell, but I do yell, right? Mm -hmm. I I tend to raise my voice, especially if they're not listening to their mom. That's kind of how I grew up, right? Like you get a little stern and and, and then you you gather attention and stuff. Check this out though. I didn't know that my son was getting scared Mm -hmm. from it, right? And it's the last thing I want my kids to be is fearful of their father mm-hmm. right, right in totally. a situation so my wife tells me this and i'm like dude i, I felt terrible man crushed. i got a little yeah, te- yeah. yeah i got a little teary-eyed so the next morning <clears throat> i called him over to me and uh, i said hey man like you know i i, I heard that it's uncomfortable for you or you're even afraid of when i raise my voice and he's like yeah i said i'm not mad at you man i appreciate you sharing that mm-hmm. you know and your mom shared that with me i want to let you know that i'm looking to correct that and 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 I, i'm gonna get better for you you know because i i there's no reason for me to do that totally. you know we can have a conversation and still have an expectation of you getting things done without me raising my voice and so i apologize to you mm. and bro like i just felt i was holding him when i said it and i felt like a weight get lifted right. off wow. of him wow. you know what i mean and, and yourself and, probably oh 100 yeah. yeah. bro like it was eye-opening to me you know and it, it, we don't have it all figured out and i don't no know where does. i was going with this but i can tell you that i've only learned that through the process mm-hmm. of entrepreneurship and developing and coaching and mentoring and being in an environment we have a call that we're on a men's group called the crucible and my mentor had said that a Great couple name. years ago he made the commitment to stop yelling at his children. And I never even realized like that I was yelling at my kids and the effect that it was having. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? I just wanted the result. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah bro. Totally. Crazy, right? And it's easy it's easy just to speak loud, like not even yell. Well, as I'm, not, I'm just naturally to, loud, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> like that's why I got a big voice. But um I'm so stupid too, dude. Like I, I, I was a. Uh, I told my wife, I'm like, you know why I yell, right? It's because you yell. Mm. 
which is partially true, but then I felt bad that, like, that I blamed it on her. Yeah, bro. So, dude, like, there's so much learning that I can. I'm 42 years old, and I'm like still learning. Like, dude, you just you're dumb. You Sometimes to. you put your foot in your yeah. mouth. You know what I mean? And that's but, the best mindset to have too. It's like, you know, you're learning your whole life, no matter what. Even if you go to school, you know, a certain amount. It's like you have to adopt that. And, yeah. You know, you're continuously progressing each and every day of your life. Yep. Yeah. You know, a lot trying, of people, like, like, even with technology coming out, too, people are like, oh, like, you know, oh, can, you know, my kid can do that for me or, you know, whatever else. It's like, you really got to, you know, educate yourself and keep going. Like, my grandma still goes to, um, like, technology class, you know, an art class. Even when you're retired, it's like, you know, you have all this somewhat of time on your hand, you know, and still educating yourself, I think, is super respectable. Oh, sure. Way, you know, keep your mind sharp. It's like, yeah. It's almost like the moment we, the moment you begin to disintegrate is it, or the moment you begin you begin to die is when you think you you know it all. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right, and when you when you have that mindset, it's like your your cup is full. Yeah, you know? and and we have to consistently empty our cup, mm-hmm. right? By whether it's learning new information and or learning valuable information, <laughs> learning yeah, valuable yeah. information, and then ideally. Being able to disseminate and coach somebody else on that that may they may need it, right? Yeah, and I think absolutely. I think Emma had said this. He's like, we're we're best qualified to coach the person that we used to be. Mm, wow. Each one, right? each one. Mm. Right. So if we, we see somebody that's kind of walking through the same path steps or maybe taking some missteps, or whatever the case is that we used to have, and they're open to the coaching, right, or allowing right. us to to do that, then we're best equipped to do that. And we can coach a lot of different types of people as long as we continue to evolve and keep For changing sure. and growing and, you know, and, and keep getting better. Um, so we have to continue to learn. Definitely. Right? We, we have to continue to go through this process and fall in love with the process yeah. of learning. Right. The journey. Chop that wood. You know what I'm saying? Carry that water. Yeah, bro. <laughs> you know, there's uh, a requirement of being honest with yourself, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's that's where it starts from is willing to just look in the mirror and be like, dude, you you fucked up. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, you, you, you need to work on this and yeah. stuff. And so mm-hmm. uh, I, and that didn't even come directly from me. I hadn't realized that it came from my son sharing with my other son, my wife overhearing it and sharing it with me, which is why I love her so much, because she could have chose not right. to tell me or she whatever. But she knows yeah. she knows what kind of man I'm trying to be. And uh that I'm trying to get better. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she she put she gave me an opportunity to improve. Amazing. Which is awesome. We yeah, man. deep, man. We deep. We, we <laughs> deep in the first 10. Bro, let's start diving in on you guys, man. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah, this is about uh, you guys. So let's get into it. So how do each one of you guys know? So I know we talked a little bit about this before the show, but how do each one of you guys know each other? And how did mm-hmm. the relationship build and start um, between, between you guys? You can... Take it out of you guys want yeah. to. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, Isaiah and I first met when we went to Fitum, uh, fashion school in downtown LA. And it's like 2017, 2019. And I think we didn't really start hanging out until like 2018. The last year, we had a bunch of classes together. And by that point, it's when, you know, people drop out, people, you know, aren't taking it seriously. You know, you just move and you're in LA, you're going out, you know, it's all those other distractions. And mm. um, we were the ones that, 
just had a good balance on it where, you know, we would do our thing, go out, but also um, we just had our eye on the prize, you know? That's part of networking, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, you know, being strategic of when to go out, you know, sure. like certain launch party. I mean, you know, that's when you're meeting everyone, diving in the industry, trying to meet as many people as possible. Um, but it was really just being in class. We'd be partnering on group projects, and uh, we actually lived um, a floor down from each other. So my apartment was here. There was a middle one, and he was down here. So you know, we'd hang out through the balcony. Oh, you know, he's like certain songs I'd play. He's like, dude, are you bumping that right now? You know what I mean? So like, just the bond right there. And we had a conference room, and I mean, we'd be in there until you know 2 a.m. working on projects and mm. just strategically planning, playing chess for the future. Mm. You know. Mm, I and love playing chess for the future. Yeah, yeah. so that and then, um, you know, we graduated and whatnot. And yes, um, I went to New York for another program. And you can pick it up from there. Um, yeah, like you said, L.A. Um, was where we first met. And then being from Canada originally, when COVID all kind of went down, I had to go back to Canada, which ended me living in the States or in L.A. Oh, what? And then... I kind of sidestepped and got the opportunity to go to Milan and I took that and that's where I met Adam so I've known Adam for almost two two years two years now, two years now. Mm-hmm. yeah and it was definitely just like instant homie type <laughs> connection you know it was just like same yeah. wave same wavelength like same vision same goals aspirations same focus so oh, mm-hmm. and then and then in September he was living out in in Paris for a few months and we we flew into Paris for Fashion Week, and we uh, we kicked it with him. We stayed with him, introduced them, and instant bond. Yeah, yeah, once instant again, bond, I mean, yeah. one thing I've learned is I trust both of their integrities. But prior to knowing Blaze, I trusted his integrity with who he was going to align me with. Sure. And uh, mm. yeah, yeah. So it, it was just an instant yeah. bond, and we had spoke briefly prior to prior to flying. And yeah, yeah. and I know I told you guys earlier, but. Yeah, I was in Paris, and then uh, Isaiah called me. He's like, "Dude, like, I'm coming for Fashion Week. Da da da." Um, my buddy Adam wants to come, and you know, he wouldn't put anybody in my perspective that wasn't, you know, good for the future. Or good, you know, he he's well-rounded. He doesn't not that he doesn't like a lot of people, or you know, we don't, <laughs> but like we're strategic who we you know place our energy with, you know, because it's important. Mm. And I was like, "Dude, I trust you." And then yeah, first meeting, I remember they pull up out of the Uber right at my spot, and you know, this guy comes out and was you know, he just shook up and. It was like I knew him, you know, from way back when, you know. So, yeah, yeah this um, is for all right. So, can we just just really quick? What are your ages, Adam? What, how old are you? Twenty-two. Oh my God. Uh, twenty-four. Twenty-three. All right. Twenty-two. So, twenty-three. Twenty-four. Yeah. Right, I'm Twenty-one. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I already out there. I'm, I'm forty-two. Bro, I, like so, as I'm listening to this, I'm I'm thinking in my head like, bro, what was I thinking at twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-four? protecting your environment like just listening to this guy i mean the people that listen to this show Mm -hmm. protecting your environment you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. that like that's what i heard i heard protecting our environment protecting our sphere of influence um being in the environment but not being of the environment we know as well said pretty sure there's a whole lot of stuff that's probably going on at these hangouts and parties (laughs) and all that stuff that's part taken 
You know, it's almost mm-hmm. like the LeBron <laughs> in the area. You know, like, well, I don't know what's going yeah. on. But you sound like you've been there, my man. <laughs> I've seen you out of the yeah. <laughs> I knew I recognized you. Hey, hey. It wasn't me. But just hearing them, I'm, I'm just thinking, man, that's such, that's so powerful, man. That's so powerful to have this perspective this early on. You know what I mean? By and like that, like that's amazing. Like, like I'm listening to this, I'm like, I, like that's amazing to me. Well, there's an awareness of the of it's the beautiful. goals, right? So you guys all said like we were aligned with the same goals, same mm-hmm. dream, same vision. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the key. There is the fact that you already have a vision in right. mind, right. and there's a goal and a dream, an ultimate mm-hmm. dream attached to that cool. vision, and goals in the process of of getting to that vision, right? I think that that's important, and what most people that aren't thinking that way, myself included at 20-something, I was just living to live, right, and enjoy myself. I, I think that that's the, um, that's the common denominator, is having those three things when you're starting to think about growth and energy and stuff. That didn't come for me until I was in my 30s, right. you know what I mean? Um, and so, I think that's what's so impressive is, like you mentioned, their age, but I think it's the fact that there's a clear vision in mind, and that's what most people, mm-hmm. even adults, some people older than me, mm-hmm. don't have or totally. will never have. Yeah. Definitely you know, so that's the, that's the great separator there, mm-hmm. and I wanted to acknowledge Appreciate that for that. you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, consistency, man. So staying consistent on that. So, so now we know each other. So what's, so going to FITM and the Fashion Institute, um, what's your guys' ultimate goal, mm-hmm. right? You know, so they, maybe if it's this, a similar or the same or maybe a little bit different, um, is it to have your own fashion businesses? Is it to be like major designers for specific, like, like so, so what are some of your guys' goals? Uh, I definitely love to create a, a full-fledged house, a label, fashion house. Uh, I'd love to work on an alcohol brand, oh, work so, on okay. one. Uh, we got a couple ideas for that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. I'd love to be known as a philanthropist, strategic philanthropist, you know, dive into the K through 12 education systems as we, you know, gr- uh, grasp upon, upon last last podcast, but mm-hmm. but yeah. Now, now, and we'll, we'll continue down the line too, but now what's well, wait, a wait, wait, fashion wait, house? How do strategic philanthropist? All right, yeah, yeah so that, and then I, I, need to know that. Too. I would say a, a strategic philanthropist could be defined as one who is not necessarily limited to placing their capital in certain you know foundations but someone but it's someone who really dives in in the understanding of what these foundations are capable of doing for the demographics that they touch on as well as just fully immersing yourselves in all aspects to being a strategic philanthropist and you know not just being a money giver but being someone who's well versed in that in that avenue mm. so okay. so being a part of what you're giving to, like absolutely being, like being a part of it, not just like writing a check and exactly you don't know what ha- you don't know what happens with it. <laughs> like a lot, of, you know, for, you go t- to for tax purposes, bro. They don't really care. It's just like, well, it sounds good. Uh, okay. Now, what's a fashion house? Now, I'm mm-hmm. kind of curious. Like, so what is a, a fashion house? I feel like one of these guys you have the it. best best definition right. for it. Um, it might not be the the. The book definition. Yeah, the book definition. But typically a fashion house is, to me, it's almost inevitable now. I mean, like you think about Christian Dior, anything under LVMH as as a as a ownership, 
um, Karen Group, like with Gucci. Those are fashion houses, um, been around 50, 60 years, and they're going to continue to be. It's called fashion house just because it primarily started in a house, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. So it's like the house of Dior is a fashion house, but now mm. it's, it's kind of more vague, I'd say, just because people like the label of it. Okay. Um, but that's no hate. I mean, fashion house is just a, a I'd say, a, a more elegant way of yeah. looking at your your label more luxurious. Okay. Yeah. A house oh. or a maison. Yeah, yeah. They call it. Mm, maison. Okay. Yeah. It sounds yeah. nice instead of oh a brand. You know, it's like yeah. they hold that extra luxury value. It, you know, for it's it a definitely helps define the difference between brand and high fashion, in my mm, opinion. Totally. For I me, a, for me, a brand is is kind of Melrose shopping, right? Okay. Or or what you start? Just, yeah, some screen printed stuff. It's just a T-shirt brand, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. you know fashion has levels to it. You know, if you're contemporary, boom, boom, it works all the way up. Ooh. So we'll get into yeah, that. But yeah, because because now I'm not necessarily super fashionable. No, you look right, great. but you know, like, you know, like <laughs> I like to look okay here and there. You know, I'm, I'm not you know, I'm not to put it all together. But um, so where so what are the the levels of fashion, right? From your most basic. You know, um, and, and as far as what you guys would like to do, you know, do you, like you said, a, a fashion house, do you guys want to have like be mad, you know, have mass distribution or mm. specialize? Do you guys, what, what I think guys it's different for all three of us. I mean, it's pretty similar. Um, but the difference is like fast fashion is like your H&M stuff, right? Um, it's really brutal on the environment. Um, mm. It's quick. It's quickly made. It's a bunch of knocked off stuff. Um, you, you'll see a, a fashion house put out their collection and then H&M has the same stuff in their store a week later, right? Before for the fraction yeah, of the price, for the fraction of the price right? Which I understand not everybody can, can cop fashion house prices. I mean, I can't cop fashion house prices. Um, we just pull it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, maybe you have something to, yeah, to riff I think, off you know, with when, that. Uh, one of my professors told me, uh, you know, the fashion industry is you know, the third, fourth largest industry in the world. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. So when you think about that, it's like everybody has to wear clothing. You know, besides food, besides housing and oil, it's fashion is right up there. Mm -hmm. So when you break that down over the, you know, the whole world, and there has to be a ladder to it. You know, mm -hmm. you have what's accessible to the mass population, you know, what everybody wears, and there's also um, so if it's a little higher priced, you know, the mid-range, ready to wear, and then also, you know, couture, which is like what, you know, is specialized stuff mm -hmm. um, that a lot of the houses do, which, you know, they do couture as well as ready to wear, but, um, and which isn't as mass produced. But, you know, it's just the levels within it. So, um, yeah, breaking down the business. Yeah. To think about it in, in vehicle terms, couture is like Pagani, right? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, okay. it's the hyper cars that are, are made to set the standard of what's achievable, even though not everybody is going to be, barely anybody right. is going to be able to drive that car, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, when Couture, you're only making 10 a year exactly. or something. You know I mean? And they're so, hand-signed, you know right. what I mean? So Couture fashion is that level, but in clothing standards. Mm. And then they break it down to like, you know, ready to where it's, you know, like Mercedes, you know, et cetera, just kind of everyday whip. It's still nice and valuable. Um, and then, you know, you get down to your Toyotas, Honda, you know. Kind of Which is more there. utilitarian. Yeah, and it's, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, okay, but so, so what's the goal with you guys? To be, 
inaccessible and have this Maison, so to speak, <laughs> right? Like, or or do you want to be like a household name, right? Because yeah, people recognize Louis Vuitton or whatever, yeah. but and so to an extent, it's a household name, but it's not accessible to everybody. It no. doesn't make sense, you oh, know what I mean? Oh. Like, so so where do you guys like want to be mm-hmm. yourselves? Is it across all spectrums, or is it like, man, I want to separate myself and be the best? Which means the most expensive and inaccessible right. to the mm-hmm. to the world's right. population for the most part. Yeah, I think you know we all probably have a little different spectrum, but for me personally, I want to juggle. You know, personally, I like a lot of things. I like to be in niches everywhere. Sure. Um, and I think to hold the stature of being um, to hold myself accountable where I want to be is at the top. You know what I mean? At a Maison, that's the respect of the industry because you know fashion's tight niche and people. There, you know, it's that's when you get the respect. Is when you're at the top of the top. You know, that's like if you, you know, refer to like Kanye and all of them. You know, he's working with Balenciaga right now, but also doing the Gap as well. That's where you kind of cross the line. So it's really blending those things together, which I think is a super cool thing. You know, because it's accessible to everybody, but also at the same time it holds that you know luxury Maison name. Um, but yeah, I think juggling a little bit of everything. Obviously, it's the top of the top to be able to have. You know, that recognition and that staple and it's really just the quality now we're talking about sustainability and getting that avenue where fashion is one of the largest contributing um, that is you know just fabric in general is just not uh, the most sustainable thing of all these fast fashion companies so mm-hmm. really the shift right now is to buy something that's higher quality which happens to be you know these brands that are selling a uh, higher price but it's also longevity so you know it's not like you're just buying a shirt from H&M you know, or Zara, you wear it one time, you throw it away, or you wash it. The landfills are crazy. We don't have room for all that. And I didn't even think about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's the huge step right now. Um, so that's why the, 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 the diversion into more luxury, paying more, is we're trying to educate the consumer, really, at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, finding the, Im- the imbalance between the two, really. But it's so crazy to me, though, man, because the people that can afford those higher price things and i could be totally wrong but like my perception is they only want to wear that stuff one time right like like they're not willing to go out and be seen in the same freaking shirt that they wore Mm -hmm. you know what i mean a month ago Mm -hmm. and stuff and so you yeah it's longer lasting but so you know what i mean like if you're not using it what's what's the point there or that's where really like stylists come into play absolutely because you don't necessarily buy that so say you know uh, you got dressed for the podcast today, and if you had a stylist, they'll put you in something. Oh, he did. And, my wife. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> she put you up, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, or you I wear pants, in. but my wife tells me which ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding, bro. It's not true. Most beware, beware. Totally, it's coming. But yeah, that's kind of where the sustainability comes off of that. Is you know, you take the pieces, you get dressed for an event or an occasion or going out, and then. Uh, you know, it's recycled too. It can be used for other things. So sure, you're not yeah. necessarily okay. purchasing mm-hmm. that. You're just paying for the style out. Yeah. So um, that's a good way to keep, you know, globally evolving fashion, if not. It's almost like a commercial, right? So it's a commercial for, I, so how I heard it is a stylist will put these clothes on somebody that obviously get, has a lot of eyes on them. Mm-hmm. So now a lot of people that are viewing this person, they see like, oh, that looks cool. Right. Now I'm going to do that. Now they might, you know, like they're not lighting that clip. Like they're not lighting that shirt on fire as soon as they take it off. No way. <laughs> you know? no, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think. Interesting. I think it's more about 
consuming as little as possible is the best way to be sustainable in the second most polluting industry in the world, right. which is fashion. Mm. Um, so what these houses provide in that sense is a more expensive purchase that's that you're not going to need another white t-shirt for an extended period of time because you paid this for that white t-shirt and it fits exactly how you want that white t-shirt to fit and now you have that it might not be an everyday wear but when it comes time to put on an, a nicer white t-shirt it's not just another three pack that you're ripping open right you know what i mean mm. Yeah, those undershirts. That again. Yeah, yeah. Those white beaters. <laughs> those white beaters. <laughs> 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 I paid three hundred dollars for a T-shirt. I'm gonna wear it until it goes through all <laughs> the phases of white, yeah, exactly. Off exactly. white, exactly. Like cream. Right like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's that, that's it though. Yeah. That's it though. Right. That's if you, you pay for that, yeah. If you pay for that, you wanna you want it to be that shirt that you put on if you needed yeah. that white shirt. Mm. Well, let's talk sustainability because um, you talked about, I, I forgot the word you used, but like the quick, uh, like quick, quick, yeah, well, the stuff that's made quickly, right? Oh, like, and it pollutes and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, there's now there's a movement. I know specifically in the US, like in Maine, there's a company called Origin mm-hmm. um, and they're literally stitching like old school jeans, like everything's done in house mm-hmm. and low, low pollution. Like they're hand stitching all of this stuff. It's not like this mass produced thing. Is that what you guys are saying happens with like the higher quality stuff or? You take it. I've. Personally, can't say for sure. I haven't stepped inside of a fashion house like that and seen how it works. But from my best understanding, um, I'd say more of the DIY reconstruct, deconstruct is not fashion house level. There's some that implement it. And um, what's the uh, the fashion, the F, fashion, F, the, CFDA? Yeah, yeah. They set standard like sustainability standards now. Oh, okay. Yeah, for for houses to to pertain to, um, whether it's deconstructing, reconstructing, or just sustainable sourcing, they have to meet a, a certain sustainability standard. I like to jump off that. It's really um, quality over quantity. That's really the mission, the goal. And I think the reconstructed stuff, there are people that have done it that are, you know, a higher name like Greg Laron, which mm-hmm. is Ralph Lauren's cousin, I believe, right? I think nephew. Yeah, nephew, yeah. Okay, so he does kind of more reconstructed uh, denim, flannels kind of stuff. And that's, um, like to jump off what you were saying, and it's held at a very high price too because, mm-hmm. you know, it's amazing quality. Right, craftsmanship. Yeah, the craftsmanship. Right. And that's really what separates um, the kind of more DIY student stuff or people kind of just doing a brand into a um, luxury house mm-hmm. is the craftsmanship. You know, all these brands we're talking about, 50, 60 you know, years old, or if not you know, older, and they've developed their own craftsmanship of how they do it specifically, and just really the heritage. It's all in perception too, and um, emotional, because it comes from a background, it has a story you know, with it too. For like Coco Chanel, you know, she just started making hats and then evolved, and they have a certain um, stitching that they do and a fabric that's tweed and it's like all these emotional factors that make up the brand you know and it's the, their craftsmanship that's unique to just them sure you know mm. emotional but factors that make up the brand there's I like that there's also kind of levels like even to the sustainability movement just through your own financial positioning um, the DIY stuff's dope and I think everybody should do it 
um, if you have an old pair of jeans, manipulate them in a way and make give them a new life, right? That's mm -hmm. a way of being sustainable. Um, Man, I, I, I'm gonna need you to tell my wife that because she's like, "How long are you gonna have this pair of jeans?" I'm like, "I had that pair for like yeah, 26 toss yeah, years." Yeah, toss, like, toss a little paint stripe on there, the brand new. Or something. <laughs> but you can also break down fabrics and pretty much regenerate their fibers to create a new fabric out yeah. of those which mm. would normally uh, end up in a landfill or something right, like totally. that. Right, so, yeah. with technology evolving, so does everything else. Yeah. I, thought, I forgot we were talking about sustainability, but I mean, still, <laughs> I, I, got, I got derailed, but Stella McCartney, she's the one that's like holding really a lot of these houses and the luxury sector of fashion to um, sustainability standards, you know, working with uh, vegan leather, that's huge, pineapple mm. leather. Um, Wait, what? Yeah, pineapple <laughs> leather. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, pineapple leather. It's no, got, we were just talking about that. It's got, yeah, this yeah. manipulation on it that's just like no other. And what? yeah, it's mm -hmm. just, you know, kind of integrate where is the line between um, luxury, sustainability, and like kind of what are ways we can regenerate, you know, and reuse stuff to create, you know, timeless fabrics or you know, something long lasting. But yeah, the pineapple leather is pretty cool. You know what? I was uh, mushroom leather as well. Yeah. I was, that's crazy. Yeah, we got on a whole whole slant on mushroom leather. Yeah. Um, well, what people consider yeah, luxury like, yeah, too is that varies, right? <laughs> yeah, so. for sure. Especially with the generational switch, um, very different perspectives, totally, right? Yeah. I think a younger demographic wants to know where their clothes are coming from, and wants to know what they're buying and what what would be going in or out of the earth because of it, you know? No, they wouldn't yeah. know how the sausage is made. More educated yeah, exactly. consumers, really. Well, they also want to be part of a movement. Like, like Tom's yeah. did so good because, yeah. right, there was a movement yeah. attached yeah. to it. Donating, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Totally, a much totally. more empathetic generation, for sure. Yeah. That's one way to put it. You know what's awesome. interesting? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what's interesting is... No, it's perfect. Thanks, Punch. Like, what's the... Like as far as like success in building a, a brand, right? A clothing brand or a company, right? Where do you guys see like most of the success coming from? Like more of a like a traditional route, like maybe going through going through the schooling and going through all those different steps, or somebody kind of going off the beaten path mm -hmm. and designing something from scratch, you know, putting it together and then they get it on a you know on, on a cele you know they get a hat mm -hmm. on some celebrity's yeah. head and then it hits you know mm -hmm. what I mean so what's more of the you know is there a per, uh, mm -hmm. uh, um, I would say uh, like what's the best way to go about right. having success there or is it or is it just happens happenstance I think there is no right route mm -hmm. I think that people have proven that there's many different Multiple routes ways. that you can take you know what i mean because there's people that like you said go through schooling and still end up at that location where they can place a garment that they made within that school on a celebrity so when you consider that there's just multiple avenues you can take to succeeding in this industry so therefore there is no correct answer mm -hmm. it's really uh, it's just to each to each their own really yeah mm, okay and what have you got so going through I don't even know if there is a necessarily a traditional way, but um, going schooling. through like like fit yeah going through schooling and yeah. fit them and um, going overseas man like yeah. Uh, like yeah like that, like that's just so cool to me. <laughs> you know, yeah. I had to go overseas in Milan and go to you know a pair like the fashion yeah. that's uh, that seems like so cool. Um, 
what have you learned? Like, what have you, what's the biggest takeaway you guys have taken away from, you know, schooling in the process that you guys have, you know, right. that you guys have gone through? You want to just go down the line? Yeah. yeah. Um, biggest takeaway is probably um, just really, like, what all the, like, the library and the professors have to offer. You know, the resources that the institutes have. You know, we've gone to some prestigious institutes, institutes like Marangoni, Polymoda, and you're really able to kind of pull the curtain back and see what's behind. You know, they have a lot of educational uh, platforms. Uh, there's a trend website, WGSN, and it's quite expensive to have. Not everybody has it, but that's what kind of puts all these designers onto a platform of what they know they're going to come out with or what color charts are going to be popular in the upcoming, you know, spring, summer 2025. You know, they're already light speed heads away. Um, so, you know, being able to see stuff like that and, you know, there's plenty of times where we design stuff or come up with um, any kind of concept and then we see it walk down the runway. You know, and then we'll, you know, she doesn't message like, dude, do you see that? And you're like, well, at least we know we're on the right path or heads in the right way. Mm. So it's just really training yourself um, to be on that and hold yourself to accountability and standard of being at that type of level that you want to be at. Um, but I think that's what's really given for me personally and just, yeah, the, just the peek behind the curtain, you know, mm. kind of be able to balance it both. And it's really to use it what uh, it, you get out of it, what you put into it, you know. So staying extra late and having the resources to be able to work on stuff, the environment. For me, school was a good path to take because it got me out of you know my hometown and gave me all these resources to be able to flourish and then uh, getting a scholarship and just being able to keep going. So school, traditional route, uh, for me, has been playing out very well, but you know, it's not a path exposure. for everybody. Yeah. Well, where, exposure. Yeah. Well, where's hometown? Uh, so I was born in San Clemente, California. Okay. And then my dad was a Marine, and then we moved to yeah. Tri-Cities, Washington, right. which is uh, about three hours from Seattle. So in between okay. that, my mom stayed here, so it was really back kind and forth for me. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, we're yeah we're neighbors because he lives or he was from Victoria, Canada. So oh. which we didn't know it. Yeah, crazy. Dang. Um, yeah, for me it's a little bit different of a perspective of what I've taken away as most important. I mean, being from Victoria, fashion, creativity in general, there's almost no scene for it. Um, so relocating is something I always was necessary if I wanted to progress in mm -hmm. any industry I was interested in um, but the most important thing I've taken away or learned from it is just how to be alone just like how to be mm. on your own um, nothing teaches you more about yourself than sitting two weeks in a small Italian apartment because of COVID meditating and just trying to keep your mind right for 14 days straight before you can go for a walk outside Right. Jeez. So complete isolation. Yeah. Like people like see people see moving away as nothing but positive and like an unbelievable experience, which is which it is. But people don't think about waking up alone, eating breakfast alone, eating lunch alone, eating dinner alone, going to bed alone day in and day out. <laughs> because you're literally across the world. <laughs> and the language. And the language yeah. barrier, you, you know. You talked about that yeah, the, 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 yeah. the, the last time. You had an interesting story about that. that yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, realistically, my answer was his answer. Uh, the complete isolation from everything you knew really helps you dive into who you are. And I feel like being, you know, in complete influence by your own self allows you to 
truly become 100% Adam Perry, for instance, or Isaiah Pfeiffer, for instance, or Blaze Vargo, for instance, or Thomas Solano, you know? So it really allowed me to just create me how I wanted to be perceived as well as how I wanted to you know, perceive myself and truly be in this world. So it was very beneficial. It's interesting, man, because recently I've started to realize that. So I started asking. Actually, I don't know if I asked myself or if somebody asked me like the, the But the topic came up uh, around family and uh, we were like, are you introvert or extrovert? Mm -hmm. Right. Like natural. And so like we kind of just went around while we we're breaking bread and having a meal like, oh, you're definitely extroverted. You're definitely this. You're definitely that. And everybody said I was extroverted, which I am for the most part. But I recently started to realize that as I've gotten older, I've been more comfortable just in silence, like right. being by myself. And I don't know if that just came with age or if it came from the effort of starting to be a little more self-aware. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And but but that's interesting that you guys say that isolation allows you to kind For of sure. develop because I can see that it just took me mm -hmm. four decades to figure it mm -hmm. out. You know what I mean? You begin to love it, too. What's that? that? You begin to love yeah. it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, to me, that's kind of scary, though. You, like, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. for my personality. Totally. I'm yeah. like, dude, I, I grew up in the restaurant industry. I bartended. I've always wanted to shoot the shit. I enjoy conversation, yeah, which totally. is why the podcast is therapeutic for me, was mm -hmm. the word that I right. used. Um, and so I think the thought of being completely alone, especially now as a father and a husband, is, is scary. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get too comfortable with it, but I can see how it's beneficial. Uh, right. And I've done it. Like, I've mm -hmm. just jumped in the car and told my wife, like, hey, I'll be back later she's like where are you going i'm like i don't know just gonna drive i'm gonna there's times i just pull into a parking lot and just chill out mm -hmm. turn yeah. my phone off turn the music off let the ac play or just go yeah. sit in the park under a tree yeah. like i've literally done these yeah, things detach. just to kind of escape exactly detach perfect yep, word um but i don't want to do that for for two weeks at a time i think it's a little bit different maybe you know when it's forced on you versus uh, you know, so it being a decision, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, yo, like, like having that time where you can quiet your mind. Sometimes that's like one of the hardest things to do is quiet your mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's uh, a muscle and each yeah. train. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> it's like, man, life, different things happening. You know, it might be some of the worst days going, you know, yeah. some of your worst days, but you realize mm -hmm. it's darkest right before the light type thing. You know, that's when I mean? you got to tell yourself it's the best day of your <laughs> yeah. life. There we like, go. Chapter one is the best day of your life. Write that down, man. That should be a book, an <laughs> e book, or something. He is a book. <laughs> Today is the best day of your life. Yeah, it's already trademarked, so don't try to take it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Right. No, but but that's 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 very interesting, you know, to be able to you know quiet quiet your mind, you know. Uh, but when you there's no choice but to do it. Mm -hmm. I think it, you know that that can be, you know, sometimes um, lonely. You can feel real lonely totally, for sure. You know. Can I ask you guys, man, how much of your inspiration when it comes to design and fashion is influenced by what you guys see at the fashion shows and stuff or is it just completely 100 percent your thoughts and <laughs> yeah. ideas and yeah uh, i think it varies yeah. <laughs> i think it varies between the three of us because i feel like i mean maybe not even the three of us the entirety of all designers probably have their own process of creating sure but 
I mean, I can't speak for them, obviously, but for myself, I feel like for the most part, I tend to dive off of my own brain and my own mind. Um, what I just sit there, listen to music, get in my zone, whatever, and and I'll create. Uh-huh. Or you know, I'll have a set inspo of of what I want to do based on the concept of the collection or the garment, whatever the case may be. But uh, yeah, stay off social media. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Don't look for any inspiration anywhere. It's like inspiration in terms of. Um, yeah, reading poetry, you know, other things like that. Paint a picture of what you want, your muse for the collection, or um, yeah, the topic of what you want to do. But I think staying away from anything that is popular right now is the best thing to do if you want to be taken seriously and have recognition. So it, okay, so it, I'll tell you the reason why I, mean, I ask, man, because sometimes I see like, and I don't, I'm not into fashion like you guys, but sometimes I see some people walking down the 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 the, the catwalk or whatever it's mm-hmm. called, and I'm like. Bro, there's no way somebody thought that that was a good idea. Right? <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> but why, right? supposed to like, be like that. So it's just about separation, not about functionality, not about, or does it depend on I think what you're factors, trying to accomplish? I think all those factors play part in it, honestly. Like they assemble themselves together. Right. And that's what creates fashion. And some people see it see fashion as art some people see it as a commercial product some people see it as okay so yeah that's uh, what i'm looking a form for. of a diary a journal in a sense right. so it just depends on your own personal yeah. perspective i'd say yeah um some people like the wearable art sense and that's where like 3d printing can come in big now um and couture like i said that's it's wearable but nobody's walking down the street in a hundred and fifty thousand dollar dress you know yeah, or yeah. <laughs> walking down the street in something that literally has no movement. Yeah, like, yeah, I've seen yeah. stuff that's just like, it looks hard. Like, you right. can't sit in it. You can't, like, what's the point of that? But I can see it's the art. Yeah, the convey, art. So, okay. convey yeah. whatever it is that they're trying right. to get across. So we can oh. get this off of this, out of this mind, onto this paper, right, onto right. the person, yeah, totally. and it's, yeah. you know, it's yeah. conceived. Sometimes you know it's just about the process yeah. of, of doing it, you know, getting it out of your head. And yeah. I think it's really balancing both of it because I'm a product guy. I like the product, you know, and it's really being able to have something that's sellable, you know, to the population, your consumer, but also classifying it as art as well. So having those mixed in pieces that it's seen like, wow, you know, I see this process, see where it's at, but also creating a product that's desirable, mm. you know? So being able to balance those two, it's a fine line. But um, yeah, that, that's what I'm really intrigued by, of really creativity and business, but that middle ground where they intersect, you know? And that's where I find a lot of my inspiration from. It's like those uh, like concept vehicles. You ever been to like the auto shows? Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, you see yeah. like the concept car, and you're like, yo, there's no way this exactly, is gonna be yeah. on the road. But it gives inspiration exactly. to it's like mm-hmm. we have to go so far right, right? And then totally. you know, and then once you take it back, it back, like you, you, you scale it back maybe a couple of steps yeah. and then that's the new Exactly like that's moving mm-hmm. the that's moving the pushing the envelope pushing the envelope, you know, um pushing the envelope further without yeah, it, you totally. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, I dude the reason why I ask that is because like as question. a business person, I'm like, you can't monetize half of the stuff that I see on the totally. camera. Like you're not making money off of that. Totally. Or maybe you are if you're like 
people are like, oh, I want to see what Adam Perry or Blaze or Isaiah <laughs> right. Fight, you know, is doing. And so it, it part is part of it, like just creating a name and separating yourself from the rest of the pack so that they're more willing to purchase the stuff that is functional. Or is it just like, I'm going to be as different as possible and hope that something sticks eventually? I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, because some of it has to do with branding, too. You know what I mean? It's right, like right. you want to paint this picture of, you know, that you're you know, top tier or that, you know, you have creativity and, you know, stay relevant in fashion. Sure. I mean, yeah, Mrs. Wintour, she's got to see good stuff on the runway. So it's like you got to think out of the box. Um, like mm -hmm. Tom Brown had a crazy collection that came out and it's like, who's buying that? You know, but at the same time too, it's like, wow, that's amazing. You know, and then we did a shoot for um, Vogue Singapore and then we ended up pulling a bunch of it and for like a shoot and for other things. So the, a lot of those clothes are used for, um, yeah, cover shoots, editorials, right. you know, and it's another sector of the business that all those clothes are used in. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I suppose you can monetize yeah, it you can in monetize, different ways you can break it versus out. like but, yeah, from, people from, going yeah. out shopping yeah, and buying. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. From, a, from a business perspective too, it's because uh, I study marketing and you have to definitely monetize. You have to break it in half where you have, you know, what's desirable to the consumer, what's going to sell, what's going to make you money, your powerhouse, mm -hmm. um, who, you know, the buyers, letting them know like what you have coming out, but also contacting you know the other side of the industry like okay this is we only have one of these we only have you know a certain amount and this is going to be used for you know just shoot so you you rent it out um, and get a stylist fee so you're making still making money off that piece mm -hmm. and you could rent it out to you know mm -hmm. multiple stylists could be paying for that piece to be rented out sure. you know so i mean definitely you know it's monetizing and trying to make as much money off yeah all, all that yeah, yeah, right. yeah you right. know you know what it uh it really made you think you know what it kind of reminds me of a uh, like tesla right so, or the, the space program, like, you know, that they yeah, have like, like, that, like a, spa a SpaceX or a big space program, or whatever the case is where they only have one or two spaceships, you know what I'm saying? It costs billions and billions of dollars yeah, that yeah. probably everybody's not going to be to utilize or go to space. But they, in order to do that, they have to sell millions of cars. They have to have a, a baseline mm -hmm. product, kind of like what you were talking mm -hmm. about before, a baseline totally. product totally. where they can sell millions and millions and millions of cars exactly. that can pay for the production of. them to push the mm -hmm. envelope mm -hmm. on this side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and right? that's... So that's... Uh, oh, yeah, with fashion, that's where like perfumes and skincare really comes in for those brands because not everybody can afford a Chanel coat, mm -hmm. but everybody knows that that Chanel cologne is going to smell, yes. you know... Totally. Crazy, yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. So everybody yeah. wears, yeah, number five, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, man, shoot, we may have to put me on some uh, some colognes, man. You know what I'm saying? Put I got some you smell good, yeah, yeah. smell good, smell good. Yeah. 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 That's why they do it. It's, it's, it's spray, yeah, spray. I think it's that's like the most underrated but amazing compliment is you smell good, yeah, like, dude, like, this thing you wear a cologne, you're just like, you smell good, it's just like. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I would so unrave. I love it. Bro, whenever <laughs> if, if I ever get that compliment, I'm like, you feel free to scratch and sniff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Scratch and sniff. Like the stickers. Yeah. You want to see what I'm using that? I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna use that. I would hope not to be told the opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the. That's. Like you said, that's the worst. It's the chesty yeah. eye spray. Just, oh my gosh. Uh, it, 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 all of it's super fascinating to me. I've never been a big fashion guy, bro. Like I grew up white tees and Levi's, bro, with right. some cross trainers and, and stuff. But I, I, it's fascinating to me now. I'm like, is what's driving this? Is it the creativity or is creativity driven by the fact that it seems like most people right now want to be as 
different as they possibly can be like mm -hmm. and and call it cool mm -hmm. you know like it's so it's it's weird to me um fascinating i should say but i just seen i think it's balenciaga bro and they put out these shoes that are like 1500 dollars, and they're like <laughs> Shredded, yeah, yeah. Like it's like <laughs> they're barely being held. Like, about this. Yeah. They're like, they're terrible. Have you I'm seen like, them? I'm wearing them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. no, Bro, no, they no. just look like they've been the through. What about the show? Yeah, 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 you yeah, got to. Yeah, the Paris sneaker. It's yeah. What is it called? Balenciaga Paris sneaker. Paris sneaker. Yeah. So that's crazy to me that somebody was like, you know what? I'm gonna just take this shoe, cut here, cut there, put a hole here, shred this there, and sandal. Boom. That's that's where branding is mm -hmm. is crazy. Yeah, because right? at that point, you, there's nothing you can't do. It's, it's just because it's Balenciaga, exactly. somebody's gonna think that exactly. it's that's, worth the money. That's, that's, these news, yeah. that's the difference between a white t-shirt, a plain white t-shirt that you buy, and then just that same white t-shirt that says Celine across the chest. It's gonna cost a whole lot different just for the the name in itself. Mm. Right? Now is so the, the fat now is the yeah, fat but it should be a whole yeah yeah. The quality is different, yeah. but most people don't distinguish. The difference you between can. a white t-shirt and then a white t-shirt that just says the brand name across yeah, it. Okay, yeah. I get that. But so you're saying that that shredded up Balenciaga shoe, <laughs> the quality of that shoe no, is no, equal no. to, no, no. you know, well, I think I it's really it Nike. I haven't put yeah. it on. That's the whole <laughs> yeah, shoe. Yeah. Well, jump back to that. It's like, it's the craftsmanship of it too. You know, it's like, how did they actually do it? That's what really what's behind it. It's not like, you know, they just took it through a shredder. It's like each of those shoes is manipulated in a way that's artistic, you know what I mean? See, but and he wants to know why it's foolish. <laughs> no, 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 why it's yeah, foolish, bro. It's yeah. fascinating to me that people no, no, would be totally. willing to pay for that, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. in order to appreciate art, like Demna. generally Demna you're guy. an artist, right? In order to appreciate fashion, right. you're probably into fashion or right. you're a designer or something like that. In order for me to appreciate a shoe that's like half yeah. of a shoe, my Bro, you got same thing. That's, the hell out of me. Right. You know what I mean? And Especially if you're asking for a mortgage payment for that. It's crazy. I can't see. So I can appreciate your perspective, but you're in the industry. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know what I mean? You understand what's holding that thing together. Absolutely. Me as a consumer, I look at that, I'm like, bro, that's stupid. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. I can't I can't say for sure one way or another, but there's a, a an art um an art style called pro process art process art okay and it's not about the finished product process art is about the process the artist took to achieve whatever the final result was even if it looks like a pile of of felt piled on top of each other or ripped apart whatever it's mm -hmm. more so about the artist concept but it's like a painting right right so it's very very interesting yeah it's very different to take it towards shoes because Shoes are supposed to be the most functional part right. of your right. Part of your jumping off that too, like you know, you're a product guy as well. So you're jumping off of the artistic embellishment of how the process was created mm -hmm. to come up with the concept of that sneaker, mm -hmm. but also mass producing it and having that same technique. If you know, they are, if they are, yeah, whoever, yeah, exactly. I don't know, I don't know if they're it's mass produced. I haven't seen it in stores, but um, yeah, just producing that at a higher. Uh, quantity sure you know that's really you know like in NFT. between as well i think it, yeah, yeah. i mean that yeah. i'd be impressed with them getting every shoe identical because i would imagine that it'd be pretty hard to do but i guess justifying like yeah you know, no, I'm totally a, I, I yeah i see yeah we also, nor am i guy, trying I'm yeah, like, yeah. How do you justify yeah. that yeah, purchase, yeah. Bro? Totally. Like, let's be real yeah. well, it's it's like, like, how well yeah i mean everything everything is a write-off but yeah. I feel like every product creator has to deal with how to make a demographic see the, you know, 
their artistry behind the uh, the the garment, the, the product itself. Well, until you have a name, though, right? Yeah, because absolutely. that's what that's what he, he, Blaze just mentioned. Well, that's where branding comes into play. Because yeah. mm -hmm. at a certain point, there's you, you could do anything, yeah, right? Like you could, first, yeah, and. Sure. Somebody's gonna think it's important because mm -hmm. the name that's attached to it. Absolutely, yeah, it's like whether the lady got with the meat outfit. You seen that video with that dude that uh, is wearing like a green, like a uh, it looks like a shag rug. Oh, the, and the, he's yeah. like, what are you wearing? Skin, he's bro, like, bro, it's Marnie. It's seven hundred dollars, bro. Like you paid seven hundred dollars for that, bro. Looks like you ready for the lawnmower. He looks like the Grinch. Yeah, he's so roasted, bro. But I'm like, I guess, man. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder it's you know it's yeah like i have a you know just a um it's almost like a like for me it's almost it just kind of compares to like art like a different form of art like a painting mm -hmm. like to someone like i could literally like that painting right there like there's a painting on the wall over here that nobody um, right. on the podcast can see besides us abstract but you know an abstract Some painting would be like okay well that painting could be a freaking fifteen million dollar painting, and I wouldn't know it was. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know. It's got Monet brush. Hey, my, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check the back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but it could be. I don't know. Bro, that was done with a blow dryer. That's what I'm saying. But it, it could be, bro. Like, who knows? You know. But it's uh, you know. But what I have the, um, I appreciate people appreciating things. Right. Absolutely. Totally. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you, know, you, know, you know, I appreciate that somebody, even though it might not, it may not fit my, my cup of tea. I might, I might not put that hat that, you know, is like this on my head and weighs 14 pounds. I might not do that, but I can appreciate that they appreciate, mm -hmm. you know, and, and if I see the process of how it was done, then I can see, oh, that was interesting. Like how they even yeah. come up with mm -hmm. it. We see the story behind certain things. Totally. Um, and the inspiration yeah. behind it. It's interesting. You, you know leave what I'm your, You leave yourself room for the ability to get where those other people on the right are, in terms of how they view the, the product. Yeah, this this just goes back to you saying that you can't have your cup full. You know what I mean? There always has to be room for for water to go into it, right? Yeah. Whew, okay. Yeah. Okay. Take my word. Another call back by Mr. Pfeiffer. Another sound by man. Uh, but you know, so so from here, right? You know, as we kind of close out here in just a, in, in a few minutes, um, what's next for you guys? So so what's the so what's the first, the next step mm -hmm. for you guys to get for you guys to get to your ultimate goal? I'm sure it's constantly changing. What's the next step for you all? Mr. Perry. All right. Mm -hmm. So uh, going to Instituto Marangoni, we have a. Uh, one more year left and there's a debut show that only nine select people out of I believe 265 students get to implement get to implement their collection if they win by the voters by the director of education and everybody on board uh, that would, winning that would be the next step getting previewed into Milan Fashion Week and either initially going in and, and getting a getting a position in a top tier label or getting fully funded by a couple of people that are willing to do so mm, okay okay that's my I next like step I like yeah I like um, similar for me with the sense of the the debut show uh then it's just just trying to be better every single day you know uh that's ultimately the goal for me just every morning just try to be better than the day before mm -hmm. and hope that it all works out and totally. like 
yeah, just work towards it. And if it's not one way, hopefully it'll be another way. And then if it's not that way, it'll be another way, you know, whole bunch of down doors. Yeah, Can I suggest something to you, dude? Yeah. And uh, with all, with no disrespect, obviously intended, but take hope out of your vocabulary. Right. It's not a strategy. Right. Yeah. We do. Yeah. 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 Don't hope at all. Nah, nah, it's, it's it we're doing, yeah. you know. Yeah, we are. Exactly. Talk about it, be about it. Yeah, you know? we are winning Absolutely. the shows. We're doing that. Yeah. 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 We are Why do we get humble at the end? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we're not trying to walk in here and act like we have some director position, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, but you should, bro, because if you... You walk like it and act like it before you have it, then you right. get it. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? When you don't, bro. Especially when you put the work in. For yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah you're, doing all the, you're taking all the right steps, bro. There should be the best. expectation there. <laughs> yeah. We the That's best. <laughs> right? They didn't believe in us. Hey, yeah, yeah. God, God, God did. Yeah. I like when hey, Drake That was, But that, man, it's, it starts up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. It starts, it starts up there, but then I've done enough beating myself up for for whatever you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying you know but beat myself up and not and not stepping and not stepping in that faith and not really realizing that other people see me like other people already see you guys like yo like these dudes are coming yeah mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like these are just coming you know what i'm saying and the 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 uh the red sea is parting for you right you know what i'm saying and 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 i'm excited to see it you, man. Would, would you guys collab on a, on a collection or something? Have Actually, you guys talked about that? On a yeah, bunch of things. Yeah. 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 Will you guys do something for Big and Tall? Of course. Custom Taylor, it's coming your way. I mean, yeah, I, I assume our audience is the world. I mean, everybody and anybody. I don't, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No boundary. But That's can we dope. switch roles real quick? I got a question for you guys. Is that, is that all right? Oh, On time? Shit. Here we go. I, I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. What has been the biggest hurdle for you guys getting to today? From zero to t- today? Ooh. In just any aspect? Life, or? career. Thank you. Life, career. I'll, I'll go first. I'd say that my biggest hurdle has been um, not enough positive self-talk. Mm. Mm. Right. Listen so up. <laughs> not, not, not enough positive self-talk, and when negative thoughts come in, not 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 switching it immediately, right? So sitting down. So if it's whether you get knocked down by or whether you know I've been knocked down by maybe a circumstance or something happening, I've had to learn, and I'm still learning, and it's still improving, of course, on getting up faster, mm-hmm. right? Getting up faster, getting back on the horse faster. Um, and taking that and taking a step regardless secondly is doing things when I don't feel like doing them. Oh, most important time to do it. So that right there has probably been I'm learning still to do that. This -hmm. this is going to be a life journey thing. Oh, yeah. Um, But doing things when I don't feel like doing them, like that is where the separation start. That is where separate ultimate separator is. Mm -hmm. And that's where those habits come into play. Um, but those have been at least a, not one but two things. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, dude, it, it's the same that you just mentioned for me. Um, but I, I guess said in a different way is learning how to uh, talk to myself versus listen to myself. Mm-hmm. I think has been that biggest struggle, and it's just an internal battle, right? And right. part of it is 
not doing what you know you're supposed to or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be um but overall in in all areas of my life the biggest hurdle has been just the mindset and i think 90 percent of all success stems from your mindset and and the thoughts um that you're having and the the meaning attached or that you attach to those thoughts right. and stuff like that so for Absolutely. me it's just learning to talk to myself versus listen to myself right because we have those mm-hmm. those two voices that yeah, you know to being on your shoulder yeah. and uh you know tending to be comfortable with the mm-hmm. path of least resistance mm-hmm. has been a struggle definitely. i didn't tend to procrastinate by nature and stuff and i and and I spent a lot of my years being comfortable with the ability to get things done last minute, mm-hmm. but realizing it doesn't serve me long term. Right? right? It's a bad oh, habit. Oh, so, yeah, just kind you. of reshifting yeah. my habits That's and close. developing That's discipline. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Thank That's you. Real. The future is designed in our habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Come on. Dude. The reason I yeah. asked was because I wanted you know your guys' input on on what you guys have been through. So thank oh, you. Man. Yeah. Hey, yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for asking. Yeah, we're bro. taking yeah, notes too. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's, <laughs> that's what we're here yeah. for. Each one, teach one, throwing it back as well. Yeah. Man, yeah. you know, and, and as you we were saying that, one of the things that it made me think about was um, not really sitting back and just taking a little bit of time around stuff and being and having just gratitude more. Oh yeah. You know what Crucial. I mean? Just sitting back and just realizing, like, you know, and. I started just realizing this more recently. Like, man, I have a freaking mom that loves me, a dad that cares mm-hmm. about me. Not, not everybody has mm-hmm. that. Totally. Um, I have, fa- yeah, I have family and friends that are here to support me. I have, fr- you know, I have people in my life that truly, you know, you know are around me that expect more out of me. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not just happy with what we've done yeah. or whatever, but ex- literally, you know, see better things expect more because they know that I'm capable of more, mm-hmm. totally. you know, and whether they have a vested interest or not, you know what I mean? And, um, being more grateful for the environment, for sure. you know, that, that's around that, that's around me. I feel like, um, having more gratitude for that is, is imperative. And I haven't always sat down and really thought about that, but mm-hmm. just realizing that more, um, I feel like is, 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 is something to, um, to take a hold of. One that always uh, trips me out when it comes to gratitude is post-grocery shopping. And then the first time you open up your fridge and you're just like, I walk down the street and now I just have a food full of, or a <laughs> fridge full of food for the next week or two. Mm. That's crazy in itself that you're fortunate enough just to be able to get groceries like that. Yeah. When so many people starving, just don't know well, where you know, the next meal is. The worst meals. part of that, bro, and I'm guilty of this, is I'll open up my fridge and it's full and I'm like, damn, there's nothing to eat. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. we're, we're everybody, eating, everybody's bro. guilty yeah. of that. So, <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. Or like, I don't like anything in here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, you go out anyway. Uh, yeah. I, bought, I bought all of it, right? Yeah, but I still I'm going for it. Yeah, bro, it's so crazy to me. That's funny. I'm guilty of that all the time. I appreciate you saying that, bro. So, man, you know, where So where can everybody find you? I mean, what's on platforms social mm-hmm. media where working at well <laughs> not necessarily yeah. like social media this guy's off the grid he's off the grid for months at a time is he really? we're, that's good though, we're, we're trying to blow him up being like man yeah, this is important yeah. i need you to hit me back yeah you know, be like three weeks like, oh my like bad send a letter in the mail yeah yeah, yeah, you know? I, need, yeah I need like the yeah send off one of those pigeons <laughs> you know come find me no but i think uh yeah the even you know talking about um you guys going off it's just the communication on my part too you know it's like 
I have people that I need to hold the standards to and communicate on a level with, but also uh, just balancing also my own time too and self time and um, yeah, not being on media as much. I mean, I'm still on the gram. I still go through things, but um, just for the creative process and uh, other things that I have going on, it's like I'm trying to stay off as much as possible. And I'm not really ever trying to like flex my, you know, my lifestyle, what I do, or you know, what we're becoming. It's like there's going to be a time and place, and it's just a journey. Like we're on the preface. Like even mm-hmm. when we're talking about doing this podcast, it's like, you know, we have a goal set out. You know, ten years away. It's like. What if, you know, it was hard for us, like, what have we really accomplished so far? You know, it's like the gratitude you're talking about. It's like looking back, be like, all right, we've made it to this state here, but yeah. we're still in the journey. We're still going. We still have, you know, plenty of other things that we have, want to and will accomplish, you know? So, um, yeah, sit around me. Yeah. You're good. I mean, you want to say your gram? He was asking. Please oh, skip that. Yeah, Virgo Vargo. I didn't get, yeah, Virgo Vargo. <laughs> like, I'm better get yeah, yeah, September 20th is my birthday. Virgo Vargo on the gram. Yeah, Virgo, Virgo Vargo. Virgo Vargo. Uh, I'm just at Isaiah Pfeiffer, and I'm pretty much only on the gram. No Twitter, okay. no nothing. Yeah, give me on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no TikTok on this side. Yeah, as am I. Uh, just on Instagram, Adam Perry, A-T-O-M-P-E-R-R-Y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Nice. Or Adobe Behance. LinkedIn. LinkedIn's where I be. LinkedIn's where it's at. Yeah. 100%. I spend most time on LinkedIn. The connection wise on LinkedIn, crazy. Like come on, you Oh, talk LinkedIn. about it, bro. LinkedIn's a hack. Dude, yeah, LinkedIn's a hack. I mean, you find me, I'll be scrolling there over. Are you media. using like the search and like oh. paid accounts or do you have uh, a paid account? I did for a little bit, but okay. I just um I wasn't using it much, account so. when necessary. Yeah, when necessary, because you could <laughs> literally target market anybody, or right. you know, trying to get in contact with buyers, trying to get contact with you mm. know venture capitalists or whatever it may be, or for a job or something or an internship. It's you know it goes directly. You can get their email. You you know you have the job title of where they are, where they're located, um, instead of a direct message. I think now it's it's the more professional uh, standpoint of media and how people connect. I think the gram is just so like. Everyone, you know, just flaunt their lifestyle. Yeah, it's like, bro, okay, cool, you know. But yeah, LinkedIn, and it's all, you know, educational. It's we're just talking about, you know, it's not necessarily junk food for your brain. Everything you're looking on there, you know, yeah, has other people getting job opportunities, but also motivates you, like, oh, they got a job, right? Cool, you know, or this is what they styled for essence. or going on just seeing uh, pop-up stores that people, or that's just my feed, or business, you know, international stuff, or mm. it just keeps your mind going, especially as entrepreneurs like we are. It's just like, okay, like, you know, things are happening. It's like, you know, kind of a BuzzFeed morning brew kind of style. Mm. And then, yeah, just the reach of people on there is insane connection-wise. I mean, yeah. I love it. Yeah, LinkedIn. That leads I'm back trying to get that LinkedIn verification. Like, <laughs> come on, how do you want that? Yeah, I don't want no yeah. social media. Just give me that honest LinkedIn cloud. I feel like, like, yeah, I feel like that leads back to influence. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the sense of when you're constantly diving into your craft, when you're constantly etched into networking, etched into the business aspect, the you know designing aspect, you just your mind's constantly in that area. So mm. it's just it's what you're reading, what you're like you said. It's your diet. Yeah, yeah, there's this funny meme that's like um, something on the lines of like it's like a girl and she's like, you know, your man slides on DM or slides into your DM on uh, on Instagram and it's like, oh no, but he hits you on LinkedIn. 
oh yeah, I'm hitting him back. Like, you know, like, Pop up and it's like it's not like where you're supposed to slide in, but it's like more professional. You know, like, hey, can we meet up for coffee? Do you mind if we do a sit down? Or you know, there's some things I'd like to learn from. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like funny like that. Not actually is he doing cool. that, but no, that's the paid the paid account. The paid account. Based on your success, I've noticed you did it. You know what I mean? It's like. Funny. Nah, man, you know, but, but that's a bar, though, for real, for, for a lot of people that are looking, you know, that want to get into, um, want to get into moving their business forward. It's like, hey, go to the places where business people are at, yeah, mm-hmm. right? And most likely LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Yeah. is that, is that And place. they're accessible. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, you go to shoot a DM on Instagram, it's like, you know, you, you're just in the request. Mm-hmm. You hang around right. the barbershop long enough, you're going to get cut. That's the best line right there. Yeah. Not your guy. Not your guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, shout out Cisco Fades. You know what? So, hey, facts. So for for somebody new, and and we'll close over this. So I'll go down the line with this one. I know I said we're gonna finish up here in a second. No, let's keep but, going. Um, yeah. For somebody new, right? That's getting in. That's or you know, young lady, young guy looking to get into fashion, man. What are um. What are some of the first steps for them to take? Like they have, you know, they have this feeling, these ideas, but like they don't know where to start first. So where does somebody start? Oh, I'll go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, I can only speak on my own experience of it. Uh, so I would say, figure out if it's fashion you're into, or if it's design that you're into, because they're two very different things or figure out if it's product. Because a lot of people will start and have this lavish point of view of, of what fashion could be, and then they get into the knit and grit of it, and they don't like the work that goes into it. Or the, it's very technical. It's a very small fraction of time that you're sitting down and designing, and the rest is making it happen, right? So are you interested in, in making clothes and everything that comes with it or are you more interested in design in general and I'd try to figure out what both those paths pertain to as as accurately as possible before Mm -hmm. before choosing one or the other so how would you suggest somebody figure that out like intern or YouTube or like you know yeah I mean there's enough there's a book on every problem in the world, so I mean, I would just try to digest as much information on 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 one or the other as possible, and also what if you had the day free, what would you want to spend it doing? Is the best way I can Perfect think question. about it. Because for me, if I had a free day, I would spend my day painting or making art not even necessarily designing clothes so that's why i'm like okay we'll figure out if it's fashion or design or something else and i'll just say however you want to spend your time mm-hmm. is probably the best Solid. best way to go mm-hmm. well it's fascinating too bro because you probably come up with different color schemes and stuff while you're painting that sure. overlap into for sure right? that's a good thing about it like yeah. a creative Ooh. industry they can overlap and you can find inspiration from any medium mm-hmm. totally Fire, bro. Talking yeah. about painting, this guy's incredible. <laughs> Seriously, we'll put it up, man. Yeah, Sometimes we can put it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, you can spit, spit your. Yeah, it's on my gram. It's uh, on my website. That's a question. Mm-hmm. Um, for a what, young, what, for a young what, designer. Yeah, what? 
how would you guide somebody or what would be the first steps of somebody who would want to step into kind of your guys's sphere yeah. yeah industry yeah i mean what they said was spot on i feel like that really calibrates everything everything that's necessary to to really understanding what you're trying to do within this lane or or any other lane that you take and just really you know listening to yourself and and really diving into how you want to enter enter and make that entrance that you're going to make in the lane that you choose tell me this what are your guys's thoughts on the future of your industry is it going mm -hmm. to just continue to be uh the mason the fashion houses like you mentioned or do you see a pivot and a shift happening right now where people are more looking towards sustainable functional like affordable things mm -hmm. or do you think that it, they'll just forever just be one or the other black and white i think it's going to move in a in a positive direction that has a fine line between both especially because we're entering okay. <laughs> honestly i, I think love it yeah, that's okay. the best thing that's coming Talk so about it, bro. Yeah. i mean like i said the fine line in between those two variables uh creates the perfect outcome and so i think when you can grasp from the negative and the positive and you know culminate those things that's when you get the best outcome so that's my cool. that's my say yeah do you have um yeah not to bring up the easy balenciaga again but it's like the same thing too it's like kanye's already trying to mend those two worlds of high right. fashion and you know consumerism and you can see it with easy as well you know he's like the slides or whatever, and it's just mass um, produced product and it's available and it's, you know, good design. Um, so he's definitely in the forefront of shifting the generation into um, educating the consumer and having, you know, a high fashion label on it. But I mean, I don't think that fashion houses are going anywhere or couture or anything like that. Um, it's, it's an art level, really, you know, when you see it like that, it's, um, you know, I mean, a lot of garments are shown in all these museums throughout the world, you know, and when you perceive it like that, it's, it's a craft, you know, it's not necessarily just product in general. It's how we see it too. So, right. Well, um, I, yeah, the reason I asked is because you mentioned like this generation is more empathetic, yeah. right? Uh -huh. And it's not just and like for sells, the earth, for sure. it's for a lot of yeah. reasons. S sometimes overly. Yeah, 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 well, that's why I said you could call it yeah, that, right? Yeah. And even Sometimes thinking it's about baby shit. Yeah, 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 let's yeah, not yeah. get too into yeah, politics. Yeah. He's like the radical. <laughs> no, yeah, totally. So, I mean, yeah, that's a product that's going to sell, too, you know? So, you got to be able to balance both and really find out. I guess the advice, too, is just, yeah, find out what your passion is. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, awesome. I think that's what drives a lot of us is, you know, we're passionate about you know, the industry about creativity that, I mean, it got to a point for me where, you know, I went to business school and I didn't even want to go there, you know, and it was just a chess move for later on because now I understand that I have also that mindset of juggling, you know, creativity and business and finding the in-between. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that was hell going through that, but it's necessary, you know? Um, and- Well, it's necessary for scalability. For scalability, yeah. Right. And, you know, just also knowing the whole side of the industry, you know what I mean? There's, mm. I feel like a lot of people, everybody wants to be a designer, you know, nowadays, and we have a platform, social media, where, you know, you can just post stuff, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, you're cool, you're, you know, slide up on my stuff, like, yeah, you're doing stuff, and that's great, but also, like, you know, is your stuff selling, is it scalable, how do you, how can you market it, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, really thinking, 
you know, deeper into it because, you know, like we mentioned, it's multi-billion dollar business. Yeah. So. Yeah. How big a slice are you trying to get? Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. so it's like you really need it. You know, you need to yeah, be able to scalable product. And, um, but yeah, I would say, yeah, find your passion. And, uh, I mean, I like to move in silence. So, I mean, you know, for now until you're ready. So, you know, you don't have to tell everyone your every step and every move keep them guessing. I think it's more intriguing that way too. You know, you're like, Oh, what are these, you know, what are they getting into? It's like, you work on the back end first because you know you build a foundation and just like building the house building everything so um there will be a time when you prosper and when you go up you know how many times have your ideas been stolen from you bro stolen yeah design wise or yeah, yeah. um maybe like once or twice stolen actually but okay. not actually i've seen stuff that like we've designed and seen but i think you know i was watching um uh, something on YouTube about a house. It was uh, it was a Hood by Air uh, podcast, um, and I think it was Corin Frost. And he was talking. You know, they used to see because they did a generational shift. Hood by Air did Shane Gonzalez, and we're not Shane Gonzalez. That's uh, Midnight Studios. Um, but they had a crazy shift where he would see some of his, you know, photos of his garments and his inspiration up on you know luxury fashion houses um, design boards. You know. So when you think of it like that, if something That's you're wild. making as a young designer, it's like everybody has the gram. Everybody's going to Central St. Martin's, um, you know, Instagram and seeing what these new kids are doing. And that's, you know, out of pocket and just crazy. Mm -hmm. And they're putting them on their design board and they're like, oh, yeah, this is good. Let's take this. Let's do this. So, you know, when you're really trying to move strategic, it's like. Mm. So that's why yeah. I asked because he's like, yeah. I'd rather move in silence and not let that's anybody way, know. Yeah. Like, I this dude's out of my deal. I've seen it happen so many times. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. like making music. There's a yeah. fine line. Okay. There's a Absolutely. fine line between inspiration and and stealing. There's <laughs> definitely a fine line, you know. Yeah. Millie the Millie, though. I don't have anybody hacking my computer or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, leave, but it's like it's to a point, you know, where you get up there and it's like you got to leave your sketches, you know, in a safe. It's like you know what I mean. It's like you right. carry it, you know, it's mm. sacred. Absolutely. So or whatever design aspect you are doing, because I mean, patterns. The intellectual yeah. property, man. Yeah. Intellectual, the intellectual property. property, man. And turning your, turning your passions into profits, mm -hmm. you know, scaling your passion, man. That's, that's, Love uh, it. That's a big deal, man. Well, I appreciate yeah. Um, appreciate y'all tapping in, man. Coming Definitely. Thank you guys. Show, man. Yeah. Coming through. Appreciate y'all. Thank you guys for the hospitality yeah. and everything. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And, and so definitely go. Um, Follow, follow where you can, subscribe where you yes, can, sir. you know, tap, tap into, tap into these young men and, mm -hmm. uh, no and, pressure, no diamonds. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> so fire. That timeline is so good. Yeah. I'll tell a marketing guy, probably no pressure, no diamonds. It just rolls so yeah, good. Yeah. It really does. Hey, well, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. You know, it's, it's been a, it's been a blessing, man, to have, to have these conversations and just to see, you know, the, the next, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle, but, you know, kind of seeing the, the thought process of you know the next generation mm -hmm. man, seeing, seeing what's coming it's it's amazing to see you know, it's amazing to see the, the future the future is bright man the mm -hmm. future is bright um so can't wait to see it man so bright they got glasses on and we appreciate appreciate y'all having us on without yeah. even really you know today so much stuff is about clout whether it's social media or, or work-wise. So it's, it's dope that you guys are willing to converse with people that you as individuals see, respect, believe in, mm -hmm. interested in, intrigued by, totally. whatever it might be, without 
clout necessarily being behind it yeah you know oh, that's man. super organic super super dope well that's how we're trying to keep it yeah. bro you know and, and like i you know not speaking for alex but i can i can confidently say dude it, it was probably more beneficial for us to just uh, <laughs> no, no, we took great life man, advice real, yeah. so. so thank you guys so, as well yeah no i mean you guys are impressive as men young men right mm -hmm. and I, I say that with all due respect i'm dude, twice your age you know what i mean but yeah, man yeah. it's impressive just the insight the mindset the drive the vision um the focus on you know shifting and 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 transitioning the uh, the industry and the way that you guys are, are focused on man it's uh it's exciting stuff and um you know it's our pleasure to kind of highlight that and hopefully inspire take hope out and inspire yeah, yeah, those future sure. generations uh -huh. to um, the highest human act yeah to man. inspire Show yeah, Hipsy. yeah. Mm -hmm. hey man man we'll to be shoot. in spirit well just remember y'all Gotta make sure you like, comment, subscribe. I'm gonna hit y'all yes, with sir. it again. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Um, you know, uh, and man, please, please have some gratitude, right? Have some gratitude today, man. Think about what's important to you. Um, and think about the people that are, you know, there's somebody out there that you don't know that's relying on you right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's relying on you to that. That's relying on you to make it. That's relying on you to go out there and get it. Um, but yo, Thomas. Anything you want to close out with, Doc? Bro, turn your what ifs to even ifs. Hey, that, hey, that's from Pounding the Stone, man. Future guest, Joshua Metcalf. Pound the Stone. Uh, he, he, I, I heard this line, and I'll leave you with this. I, I said my, 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 my thanks and everything, but I said, turn your what ifs into even ifs. Mm. Mm. Takes away all hey. doubt, all fear, right? What yeah. if I fail? Even if I fail, I'm grinding, I'm pushing, yeah, I'm learning, yeah, right? I'm progressing. So, it's like to, to hop in on that, it's like um, you're so many no's away from a yes. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Each so one gets you knew you were 10 no's away, you'd be grinding even harder. Yeah. If you knew you're you know, two away, you're almost there. Every no's a dollar in your pocket. Yeah. Hey. yeah. And back to gratitude, I mean, if everybody was practicing some high level gratitude, Realistically, we're looking at a further progression in terms of unity as a whole. In society. You know, in society, you know, and global. So I feel like the fact that you're promoting that is just beautiful. So thank yep. you. Amen. Amen. I love it. Well, hey, without no further ado, Doc, no pressure. No diamonds. Let's oh, get it. Oh, no pressure, no diamonds. <laughs> we appreciate you sticking with us to the end. And if you did, we know that you enjoyed that episode. Because you enjoyed that episode, we're going to ask that you like, comment, subscribe, and share this episode with a friend. By the way, take a look at the website at npndpodcast.com you're going to find all of our previously recorded episodes all up and coming episodes clips and uh and there's a ton of great stuff there that's npndpodcast.com take a look at that and then we'll catch you on the next one